Hello, welcome to the Quippers International Podcast, short version. Today is February 28th, the last day of February, and we are finishing up the first four verses of Hebrews in chapter 1. Let me just jump in and read for us, starting there in the middle of verse 3 is where the sentence starts. We looked in the last episode at Jesus making purification of sins, and when he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, verse 4 is where we're going to be focusing today. When he says, having become as much better than the angels, as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. Now, the writer has already been focusing on the fact that Jesus supersedes all previous revelations of God through any way that God had spoken to Israel in the past in any way that he had encountered them. Jesus supersedes. Now, he begins in this particular part of the passage to allude to angels. Now, we know that angels play a significant role in the Old Testament and throughout the Bible in the New Testament as well. But especially in context, the Jews had a very high view of the role of angels. There are no fewer than 270 references in the Old Testament to angels. So the Jews obviously held angels in a very high esteem. Now, according to the writer of Hebrews and even Paul in other passages, there seems to have been a bit of an exaggerated view of angels. I'm reminded of a verse in Colossians 2.18 where Paul says, Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self basement and the worship of angels taking his stand on visions he has seen and inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. So there seemed to be some people somewhere at least that were focusing too much on angels and they were actually worshiping angels. They were actually exalting their visions and things that they had seen and had become inflated uh, in their own thinking about these things. So the writer of Hebrews is drawn us to this place and understanding that through his position as the Son of God, Jesus becomes a more excellent point of contact between God and man, because this is the role that the Jews saw as the angels. They saw them in this intermediary capacity because God was unapproachable. And so the angels would appear and would be the point of contact. And we see this happening throughout the Old Testament where angels appear and they speak and the angel of the Lord and many angels. I don't have time to go through and you can go and use a concordance and search all the references to angels, but it goes without saying that they were very active in the Old Testament and in the Hebrew understanding of how God connected and interacted. But in Christ Jesus, the point of this whole passage is that the incarnation of God in his son allows God to have the most intimate identification possible with man. It is the ultimate connection. Not only does Jesus become the incarnated son, but he ultimately becomes the indwelling son. Paul says in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, 
but the one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. So where this is ultimately going is that there is intimate union. And this was God's intention from the very beginning, that he wanted to share his very nature with mankind. So Jesus brings this reality. And so Jesus is much better than the angels, and he has inherited a more excellent name than the angels. Now, let's talk about the name of Jesus. Now, I'm not going to go into the background of the name of Jesus and the Greek and the meaning, and you can go and read all that. Uh, we were just reading last night, Stephanie and I were reading about Jesus and the, the etymology of the word and the name, and sure, there's controversial teachings about where the name came from. But this is the reason why I want to focus on the meaning of names and the importance of names. First of all, names always reflect something deeper than just the simple identification of the person. Names have meaning and they point to significance. However, the name is not more significant than the person to whom it's attached. The most important thing to remember about a name is that it points to and represents the actual person. So the Bible is full of stories about the names of people and the names of God. God changes Abram's name to Abraham. He changes Jacob's name to Israel. He changes Saul's name to Paul. And we could go through and talk about all the significance and the meaning behind this. But to remember that still there is the person that the name is attached to. So God, in the Old Testament, he identifies many aspects of his character and nature through different names. So, for example, he's Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. He's Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. He's Jehovah Shema, the God who is present. He's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He's Jehovah Ra, the God who sees, and on and on and on it goes. The writer of Hebrews wants to drive home this point that Jesus has a better and more excellent name. Why? Because he is better in who he is as the son than the angels could ever be. So when we identify with the name of Jesus, we are identifying with the superiority of who he is as the Son of God, as the final and only and more excellent way of encountering God. Probably one of the most powerful passages related to the superiority of the name of Jesus is Philippians chapter 2. Paul says in Philippians, I want to read those verses because they're just so powerful. Philippians 2, starting in verse 5, Paul says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant. And being made in the likeness of men, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." 
Now we know that when the angel appeared to Mary before Jesus was ever born, he told her what to name him. So Jesus had the name of Jesus before he completed the work that God had sent him to do. But by the fact that he did indeed follow through and do everything that God had sent him to do, it's as though he completed his mission, his name came to a greater place of significance, not because of the name itself. He didn't get a new name. He didn't change his name. He fulfilled a role in his being that then was connected to his name. So the whole idea is that everyone who will bow and recognize exactly what the writer of Hebrews is telling his readers, they won't bow before a placard board that has the letters J-E-S-U-S on it. They will bow before the person of Jesus. They will bow before him and before his name, and they will have to recognize that he is Lord. Now, this is not a salvific recognition. This does not mean in the end everybody will be say because they will confess the Lord. I personally believe this will be a simple recognition that the believer and the unbeliever, that all things that are able to recognize things in heaven, things on earth, and things under the earth, that includes every living being, will have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. So when we speak and consider the name of Jesus, let's remember what it really means. It means that we are connecting directly to the person of the Son of God. And as a result, we encounter God in the most direct and intimate way possible. In the context of Hebrews, the Jews had so many other reasons not to receive this truth about Jesus. They had the fathers, they had the prophets, they had the Old Testament scriptures, they had the law, they had the promises, they had the land. But none of this compares in light of who Jesus is. And the writer is encouraging them, don't look to those other things. They cannot compare to the superiority of what you have in the person of Jesus. I'm reminded just to leave us with these words of Peter in John chapter 6, 68 and 69. He says to the Lord, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. So let's remember today that Jesus has inherited a more excellent name because he is the most excellent way to connect, to relate, and to encounter God the Father. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.